Hello everyone, welcome back to Cafe Convos with Kay, where I give a coffee lover's take on life. If you are new here or a returning listener, thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate the support. Hey everyone, and happy Saturday. Actually, happy Sunday. It is Sunday morning as I am recording this episode. It's pretty late, but I figure why not do it now rather than wait. I know I have been gone for some time, but um, to be honest, you guys, which <laughs> I feel like I'm pretty open on the podcast, but y'all, um, I've been MIA because I've just been going through a breakup of sorts. Um, yeah, breaking up and ending relationships, it is definitely not as cut and dry as people make it seem. It takes a lot out of you, especially mentally and emotionally. And it was something that was so unexpected. Like, when people come into your life and you don't even expect it and then you end up falling for that person, it just, uh, it can be a lot. So right now for the past just few weeks, just emotionally preparing myself and emotionally trying to figure out, okay, like how do I let go? How do I move on? How do I heal? And just continuing to even talk to God about it. And it's so hard when your spirit, like the Holy Spirit, tells you one thing. But your heart and your flesh (laughs) tells you another. And I guess that's why God warns us against listening so much to our feelings and so much to our heart. Because it can be misleading. And I know everyone likes to say, oh, listen to your heart and... It sounds beautiful in theory until it collides with the Holy Spirit. And then you have to ask yourself, well, now I have the Holy Spirit in my heart at war with each other. And you always have to choose the Holy Spirit, but that's easier said than done, of course. It's really difficult when you have to say, you know what, I have to let someone go, but... I'm learning throughout this entire situation, which you guys it has really, um, it's been a teachable few months, like just a lot of lessons that this relationship has really taught me. And one thing that I've learned now more than ever is that we really aren't taught, at least I can speak for myself, how to set boundaries it's kind of one of those things where we're told to set boundaries but no one really tells us how to set those boundaries it's kind of just a set the boundaries you guys and you know don't let anyone do this or that to you but nobody really tells you how or how to even stick to them and what to do when they're being pushed by someone that you really do care about and someone who you really thinks kind of cares about you. But then your boundaries are being pushed. And I, this is something that I 
spoke to my spiritual mentor about because yes you guys I got a spiritual mentor it's been about a month and she has just been so amazing like she has been a godsend honestly I recommend that you get a spiritual mentor now obviously a spiritual mentor is someone that you really really want to vet but I happened to meet her through my mentor and me and her spoke about this relationship in depth and she just really spoke intently to me about boundaries and how important it is for the people in our lives to respect those boundaries because when you're dealing with someone and they are challenging you and they are pushing those boundaries it can be so hurtful but then you also have to deal with looking at yourself as well and then asking yourself well god why am i not keeping to my boundaries because there is some accountability there when we do have to ask ourselves you know what yeah this person doesn't respect my boundaries but i've allowed this person to still stick around longer than they should have after the first second third time and that boundary was not respected Now, I'm not respecting my own boundaries. And a person is going to do what you allow them to do. That is facts, 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 facts. So, yeah, this episode isn't about the breakup. (laughs) I just went on a little rant. But it's something that we've all experienced when you really do care about somebody. And you kind of have to let them go and just take that take that distance take that space so now I am back recording and it feels good to be back it honestly even just felt good to say that little bit to talk to you guys about that because it's been really weighing heavy on me but I'm trying to find the good in it I'm trying to find the healing in it of course when your heart gets broken it's always hard to see the good in it but I'm trying to learn the lessons that God has been trying to teach me throughout this relationship, especially when it's a relationship that God did not put together. And that's a whole other thing. Like, y'all, when you you know when God does not have a hand in your relationship with, with somebody, whether it be romantically, a friendship, whatever it is, you know when God's hand is not in it because you can feel feel it it's a feeling you get when you just know and I can be so bluntly honest right now and say that as much as I love God and as much as I can feel him I knew that God's hand was not involved in that relationship just based off of the things that happened in that relationship I know I know it wasn't God now am I going to say the devil did it? Ooh. Oh, child. Um, might have been. It might have been, but because God loves me, He continued to speak to me through it and continue to tell me this is not your husband. Got him, but I need you to take care of you. No idolatry, y'all. It was a lot. <laughs> I could talk and talk and talk about it, but I won't. I will spare you guys the messy details. Um, Today's episode is actually about something that I have been dealing with as well. Not only going through an ending of a relationship, but also 
dealing with body image um, and overeating. Yeah, overeating, you guys, which accompanies a heartbreak. <laughs> For some people, they might not eat. For other people, we eat too much. And that's me on opposite spectrum. I eat too much when I am going through something. And the overeating is definitely a result of emotional pain. And I've always had that relationship with food. And it came from my past with my mom and my family, right? You know, when my mom and my dad split up, it kind of became a thing where my mom will always make us snacks and buy us snack. You know, anybody with a single mom <laughs> who was living in poverty, y'all know what it is. The grilled cheese, the chips, the noodles, the hamburger helper. There was no broccoli. There was no cauliflower. <laughs> there was no real grilled chicken in my house. Salads. Like, my mom didn't have time to really sit down and cook. Which she did the best that she can. I love my mama. But we all know what it is. And food just became, like, my comfort. Because when you are younger and you really don't have anyone to talk to, what do you lean toward? Mine was food. For some people, it might be other things, but my vice was food. And I know that that's where the root cause of it started. And now that I'm older, it has turned into now something else. And I call it an addiction. I That's what I call it. Some people might think that that word is a bit too strong. But for me, it's, it's something... I, I call it an addiction because... When I wake up, I think about it, you know, throughout the day, I'm constantly thinking about, okay, like, am I eating okay? Should I be eating this? You know, should I be getting this second bag of chips? I don't know. I don't feel good when I'm doing this, but there's something in me that continues to do it. And God is just like, Kenethia, take better care of your body. It's your temple. It's your vessel. And a lot of us... When we overeat, we tend to not, we don't relate it to like gluttony or to even it being our, our body being our temple in that way. A lot of times when people say you say your body is your temple, they're referring to sex. But your body is your temple because also referring to what you put inside your body, the food that we eat. And a lot of Christians, especially a lot of black Christians, are overweight. And it's so crazy that there's like this this. Um, this disconnect where a lot of black people who worship the Lord tend to not under like tend to be celibate, but then they also tend to overeat. And for me, that's always on my mind because I'm asking myself, how can I say that my body is my temple and work on being celibate, but then I overeat? That to me is a disconnect in my mind and in my spirit where God has told me that he wants me to take better care of my body. But because I defy him, it's almost like food has become idolatry. Because anything that you put before the voice of the Lord is idolatry. Whether it's shopping, whether it's food, whether it's a man, whether it's a woman, whether it's school, whatever it is, it's idolatry because God is telling you to do something and you are going against his word and you're putting this thing over what he told you not to do. And for me, God been told me, girl, put that chicken wing down. 
I know the hot honey from Hooks. Ooh, if you in West Palm Beach, them hot honey wings from Hooks is deadly. Don't go. Put that wing down. What are you doing? But I can t- I continue to eat them because they're just so good and so crispy. Lord. Break that chain. God, break the chain at the Hooks Honey Hot Wings. Oh, my spirit. Y'all. It's a problem. It's a problem. And now I'm looking at my body and I'm like, man, my body has has gotten me through a lot. And it's weird because I do love my body. I love my body because it's got me from point A to point B. I love my body because it's healthy in a sense that I don't get sick a lot. I've never broken a bone. I've never had side effects to a drug. Uh, antibiotic or anything like I'm my body is such a soldier and I love her I love how she stands in the paint each and every time for me but at the same time I don't show her that love back I don't show my body the love back that she deserves because I'm slowly breaking her down it's like this whole body positivity movement I don't subscribe to it. I am probably one of the few plus size women in the world that does not subscribe to the body positivity movement because I know that I'm not healthy like this. Like I said, I'm I'm healthy in some sense of the word, but when it comes to walking up a flight of stairs, when it comes to waking up in the morning and kind of have some aches in my body, I know where that's from. I'm not delusional. I know where it's from. I know my body is trying to tell me like, hey... I'm here, I've been kicking it, I've been doing it, I'm doing the best that I can, but I need you to take better care of me though. Like, I need you to love me the way that I love you. And I'm just like, nope, nope, let's get coffee, let's get (laughs) munchkins, Dunkin' Donuts, Lord. It's not funny, it's not funny, it's not funny, I promise you guys, I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm just laughing because I have to laugh to keep from crying. (laughs) I'm not going to cry on this episode with y'all. I'm not going to do it. That's for therapy. Well, speaking of therapy, um, I recently had to um, discontinue therapy with my past therapist because I, I got a new job. And with a new job comes benefits, new health insurance. She doesn't accept it. But it was even though I was sad at first, I'm really grateful because... Now it gave me the opportunity to say, all right, God, I really need to find a therapist who now specifies in overeating and body image, which although my previous therapist was amazing, you know, she did not specialize in that. So it was kind of difficult to talk about that with her. So now that I am on the prowl for a new therapist, I am very intentional about finding someone who does focus on body image because I'm realizing that I can't do it by myself. And even though I pray about it and I know that God is with me, there's nothing wrong with saying I need, I need extra help. I need someone that can move, that can put some science behind it. Someone that I can talk to and that can give me new strategies and new ways to prevent that overeating because I don't like it. I don't like what I put into my body. And I want to be someone who was healthy. And I think about my children even. You know, my my 
body image also causes me to think about my kids and their genetics. Because I come from a family of plus-size women, and when I have a daughter or if I have a son, I don't want them to struggle with eating as well. I want my kids to be able to eat healthy. I want my kids to be able to have a balanced diet. I want my kids to be active. And if I want my children to live that type of lifestyle, I have to live it now. I can't say that, oh, when I have kids, they're going to eat healthy while mom is in the corner eating fries and wings and drinking soda, which I don't know why I started back drinking soda because, Lord, like, stop it. Soda is so not good for you. I have a bump on my chin from, you know what, soda. I can't say that to my kids, but still not take care of myself. Mm -mm. So, my relationship with my body has been, it's just been a roller coaster. You know, I went through a period where I could not even imagine saying that I love my body. The fact that I just said I love my body and that I'm going to actually post this for a few people to listen to in here is growth. And I'm very proud of myself for that because a year ago, mm-mm, Kenithia would have been like, I hate my body. There's nothing I love about my body. But now I can look in the mirror and I can say, I love my, you know, my skin. I love that I am tall and that I have these long legs because if I was shorter, I would definitely be a dumpling. I love the fact that I smile bright. I love my boobs. I love my boobs. (laughs) I love my, just so many things, you know, so many things that I can say I love about my body, my thighs, just to how, how strong I am. I love that about my body. But I can also look and I can also say, oh, man, there's some things that I also don't like about my body, too. So, you know, it's just a 50-50 thing. And, yeah, there are definitely some things that, that I look at and I say, all right. I got to make a change. I have to do better. I have to start looking at my body more as my temple and not pushing it so hard. But at the same time, loving my body where it is right now. And I'm trying to learn that. I'm almost there. I'm, I'm making my way there. Where, like I said, I'm saying I love my body. I'm looking at it and I'm saying, okay, body. It's okay. It's all right. We're going to get this together. Um, we're going to stop that emotional eating. We're going to get me some help so I can better take care of it. It's just been a long, it's been a long road. It's been a long, long road. And a lot of it is mental. It's so, so mental. Because when I look at food, I don't even look at it as just like nutrients. I look at it as a comfort. I look at it as a friend. I look at it as a confidant. And that's so not healthy because that's not what food is. And I think that we have gotten to this place where it's like, oh, I'm a foodie. I'm a foodie. I'm a foodie. And it's almost seen as normal to overeat like that. But it's not. It's not normal to continue to feed your body even when you're not hungry anymore, but you just want it. That's not normal to think about food all the time. And we have, um, what's the word I'm looking for? We have minimized. 
we have minimized how some of us look at food and how some of us pass it down to our children. And especially with my my family, it's like, man, especially in the black community, you guys, that is a whole conversation within itself, how in the black community, we do not take care of ourselves. I can think of so many different events, like every event that my family have where we cook out, it's never healthy. It's never healthier options. It's never a balance. It's always sausage and burgers and macaroni and baked beans and fried chicken and collard greens. Just all this food. And I know that as black people, we use this food to come together, you know? as In the community, we sit at the table and we go to our grandmother's houses and we eat her food and that's how she shows her love to us is through feeding us and there's a lot of memories and there's a lot of beauty in that but there's also a lot of unhealthiness in that too and I remember when I was living in Tallahassee and I used to go walking at this park almost every morning and I loved it 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 was so relaxing because in Tallahassee there's nothing else to do besides walk at the park so there was a older Asian lady and then there was an older black lady and the Asian lady looked to be maybe a few years older, not that much older. And she was walking, you know, walk, walking fine, not walking as fast as her granddaughter, but she was walking and I was looking at this black woman and she was overweight and she was struggling and she was walking with like a cane and her legs were swollen and I was proud of her for being out there, but I still felt this, this sense of sadness and I don't know her medical history. This is just a generalized example and I don't want to assume, but I, we will be delusional to say that there is not a stark difference in how other cultures eat versus how black people eat. It's just a difference. And in my opinion, it's not a good difference because so many of our grandparents died from diabetes. So many of our grandparents had to have their limbs cut off from sodium intake. So many of our grandparents have passed down just recipes full of sugar. And we eat that stuff like on the regular. And our body becomes adjusted to it to the point that we don't even want to eat vegetables. And then, and also when you look in black communities, what is it packed with? Fast food. And so it's ingrained in our culture, it's in our communities, and then it starts to impact our taste buds. And for me, I can honestly say that my taste buds have definitely become used to certain foods. Now, I've been trying my best to cook more and to do better with that. And I really enjoy it when I cook healthy. And I really enjoy it when I do eat healthy. But I'm, I'm so inconsistent with it, you guys. I'm so inconsistent. And I know I've gained weight. And it doesn't make me happy. It doesn't make me feel good. And I was just talking to my spiritual mentor about that today. How I really don't like what I see when I look in the mirror right now. Because I know I can change it. I don't have to be like this. I don't have to overeat. It's an emotional thing. It's a mental thing. 
but I can beat it and I can overcome it. And she just gave me so much hope with telling me her story about her losing 120 pounds, like beautiful. And I'm so proud of her and it gives me so much hope and I'm inspired by her even more than I was before to even hear that. Wow, like you really lost 120 pounds and I know that I have to allow God to touch that part of my life. And it's uh, it's so small, but it's like, yeah, I need God to touch my eating. I need God to be in the kitchen with me. I need God to be looking in that mirror with me and telling me that I'm beautiful, telling me that I should love my body exactly where it is right now by still acknowledging that it needs to make a change and that I need to be healthier. And also not looking at other women because that's also a big thing for me. A lot of my friends are smaller and it's always been like that. Like I've always been, um, I've always identified with being, you know, the fat, funny friend and it's become something that has become comfortable. It's become a label that I've used and that I've become comfortable with because it's like, okay, I know my role. I don't step out of that role. I'm okay with that role. But inside, deep down, I'm actually not okay with that role because I do want to be healthier for me. And also doing the mental work to not want to lose weight for somebody else because I think that that is what's going to get me, you know, a husband or someone that's interested in me, which is really hard because we're living in a time where like everybody is built a certain way. And I'm also having to reckon with that as well, being on social media and seeing other women who just have these beautiful bodies. And I'm just like, God, I know she's not eating hooks. I know she's not eating wings and fries right now. And I am. And then I just start to be really negative on myself. And that's something that I'm also really trying to grow out of, you guys, because I know my body is never going to be or look a certain way. I'm just not built like that. I'm a taller girl. I'm a curvier girl. It is what it is. And I do love my curves. Like I've lost a lot of weight in the past and I got a big head. So it was a little lollipopish. A few of my friends were like, yeah, you look kind of sick during that time. And I was like, well, why didn't you tell me that? And they were like, well, you seem happy with, you know, losing weight. So I didn't say anything. But I look back at old pictures and I was like, Good God Almighty, that head was big on that little body. Uh, I don't want to get that small again. But I do re- I do realize that I want to lose weight and I want to become healthier and I want to do it for me. This is a big accomplishment that I do want to achieve. So I want to bring you guys on this journey with me. Um, Today, God kept telling me, reset. I was sitting by the water talking to God today. And he kept giving me the word reset. I need to reset. I need to reset my eating. I need to reset how I look at my body. I need to reset how I don't look at my body. I just need to really go through a mental reset of so much. Even just with this relationship ending. um, Slowly working on letting that pain go. And not eating through that pain. But working through that pain. Which is gonna be difficult because I'm so used to just going to food for comfort but God is telling me no you gotta reset you can't do that anymore I love you too much your body's your temple I want you to take care of it 
the weight was taking care of you. So I'm going on the weight loss or just a healing journey, you guys. I don't even want to call it a diet. I don't want to make it seem like starting tomorrow. I'm going to just cut out everything because that's also not realistic. And I'm learning, I'm learning that as well because that's what I used to do. I used to say, oh, I'm just going to start Monday and cut out everything that I just ate this past weekend. And when has that ever worked for anyone? Never met them. That does not work. <laughs> I've been saying that for the past 10 years, <laughs> that Monday is going to be the day and it does not work. So what I am saying though, is that I want to start doing the work. I want to start uprooting that emotional eating. I want to start uprooting, looking at my body as, you know, something that is disgusting at times. I want to uproot that and I want to love myself and I want to give myself encouragement and I want to know that tomorrow I might eat something bad. But guess what? All I can do is try not to and not beat myself up about it. I'm really just going to say, all right, God, I need you on this journey. I need you. Because the woman that you called me to be is not someone who treats her temple like a garbage disposal and just put whatever in there. No, I want to have that balance. I want balance in my life. That is a word for the rest of the year, you guys, is balance. That is what I'm aiming for, to love my body and to um, do a lifestyle change, not a diet. A lifestyle change. Yeah. That's what I want to really work on. Moving more, eating better, lifestyle change. Boom. There we go. So I felt like this episode was all over the place. Like the breakup, the overheating, the body image, the hooks, the everything. But I thank you guys for listening. If you got to the end and you didn't turn me off. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, I appreciate you guys. I'm not going to say I'm going to post every Sunday because I probably won't. This is a hobby. It's fun. So, yeah. Just listen when I do pop up. (laughs) Love you guys. Bye.